Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs Patio Season, episode number 22 of the show, and uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And July went by super fast, and we're already into August, still patio season, of course, And um, but we have some exciting news to tell our listeners. Yes. Uh, so some of you may have seen our recent social media posts where we were giving some hints that we have a big announcement coming up that we want to share with you. And our show has come a long way since we started back in September of 2019. And with this episode, we are proud to announce that we have joined the Believe Network. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, so we're just going to give you a bit of background on Believe. Uh, it is a sports and entertainment production company that hosts approximately 500 shows covering the NHL, the NFL, NBA, MLB, NCAA, basketball, and a lot more. So for you, our listeners, you'll still find us on your favorite app, wherever you listen to us normally, I'll stay the same. The difference will be that we will have more tools to make the show even better for you. Yeah, that's right. And we would love to hear from you about uh, this and anything else you hear on our show. So a reminder to be sure to leave us a rating or review and you can let us know what you think about it. Um, it's easy on Apple and Spotify and it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for Leaf content. So we always, as always, we thank you for taking the time to do that for us. So another reason for us to celebrate, and like we mentioned, we started our show in September of 2019, and that means our fourth anniversary is coming up. So be sure to follow us on social media and tune in to our next show as we will be announcing details about our anniversary giveaway. Yeah, so that's, I can't believe we're already coming up on uh, on uh, anniversary giveaway yeah. number four. That's like, uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And uh, that's going to be super fun. So anyway, before we get into our show, a couple of other quick notes. Uh, obviously, the Leafs held their development camp from July 17th to 22nd. And all eyes seem to be on uh, Matthew Nyes and Fraser Minton, the Leafs first pick in the second round of this year's draft. Um, yeah, it was uh, pretty exciting. uh week or so for for those boys yeah. and I especially enjoyed watching uh, all the different things that they did with them, including le their learning to cook sessions, and uh, they seem to be having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and I love how they had uh, Jason Spezza was there and involved in the in the development camp, and he talked to the prospects about like how to. Um, I guess on and off the ice, how, how, how to become a pro basically. And the prospects apparently were, apparently were super excited as they should be, uh, to hear from him. 
So that was kind of cool. And um, the other thing, I guess, going back to Matthew Nyes, I mean, everybody was paying attention to him. He was like the, he is from Arizona, but he was like the Austin Matthews of the development camp. Um, All the media seemed to be paying attention to him. And uh, we'll see him actually, I totally forgot about this. So did you remember the World Junior Tournament is next week, August the 9th? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And I actually, I, I was just saying to, I was talking to my son about this, that I'm actually so starved for hockey that I'm like really actually super excited that it's happening in August yeah. this year. It's a little bit of hockey to kind of whet the appetite. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. So that's running from August 9th to 20th. So we'll definitely see uh, Matthew Nyes in on the U.S. team. And there were a couple of other players that, um, that caught some attention, I guess, at the development camp. One of them I read about was uh, defenseman William Villeneuve. And um, yeah, like he just won the Memorial Cup with the St. John Sea Dogs. And uh, he's going to have his first pro season this year with the Marlies. But um, yeah, he basically just needs to work apparently on his defensive game, obviously, and getting faster and stronger. Um, yeah, so that was that's that was one player that um, that I noticed uh, in all the reports. And then another player that I noticed was Fraser Minton, who's our uh, second round pick from this year's draft. He, so he's only 18 years old. But uh, Haley Wickenheiser was really impressed by how he how he uses his size. And he's not afri- afraid to go into the uh, corners and that and muck it up a little bit. So but he still has to grow a lot. And um yeah, actually, mm-hmm. for Haley Wickenheiser, we actually kind of missed it a little bit. Well, we didn't miss it because there was an announcement around the time that we were recording or releasing our last show that Haley Wickenheiser, Dr. Haley Wickenheiser, I should say, was promoted to the position of assistant GM player development. So that's a huge thing for women, obviously women in the game and growing the growing the game and getting the... Um, Getting what she deserves, like the promotion and getting recognized for for all the work she does. Because I cannot believe still mm-hmm. she works in emergency rooms <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she yeah. does it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how she does it. Uh, but gosh, she's got a lot of drive. Uh, God love her. So uh, yeah, keep it going. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's. Definitely long overdue for women to be recognized in this way. And I think a lot of teams like, you know, we talked about it on our last show, um, some different women that have been signed to um, pro- pro- uh, prominent roles within NHL organizations and like literally within this felt like right after we hit, uh, hit, uh, <laughs> you know, the end button for our recording, a whole bunch yeah. more um announcements were made for various teams. So uh, July was definitely a banner month for that, for women, uh, you know, achieving these great, great things in the NHL and in the game. So um, I hope we're going to see a lot more of that uh, because I think that uh, there's, there's a different perspective to be offered. And if you are going to promote, you know, diversity and equity uh, within sports, it's, it's not just, on the yeah. ice, it's also the thinkers as well. So, you know, it's basically only going to be only be going to be good for for everyone involved. So, yeah, yeah, and um, 
Going on to another item that's pretty important for uh, Leaf fans is that the 2022-23 NHL season uh, schedule came out in early July. Uh, the season opener is October the 12th versus the Habs, and the home opener is the next night on October 13th versus the Washington Capitals. Yeah, I don't really like that it's on a back-to-back like that. Like No. No, that's especially the <laughs> yeah. fact that the home game for us is on the second half. It's uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a few other items to note related to the schedule uh, is speaking of back to backs, we have 14 of them. Uh, the busiest month is going to be November with 15 games in total. Uh, the longest homestand the Leafs will have is five games, which isn't too bad, uh, which will start on January 23rd and finish up February 1st. And the busiest road month will be March with a total of nine games on the road. So speaking of going on the road, we're going to talk more about this in the main part of our show. So let's get into starting it with Leafs Talk. We're going to give our thoughts on what moves were made in free agency. And secondly, we're going to talk about the road trips, like I said, with our segment of On the Road with Chris and Sill, where we highlight some road trip possibilities for this upcoming season. And in our third period segment, we're going to take a trip around the Atlantic Division and give our thoughts on what moves teams have made within our own division and what we think about it. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. So Kyle Dubas, um, he made quite a few changes to Leafs roster at free agency and uh, and in the week or two that followed that. But um, and again, now the Leafs are up against the cap, but like a lot of teams. And before we get into that, though, I would just want to start off with some back and forth that I had on Twitter with one of our followers at Prague Aria MD. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. But um, yeah, so thank you for, I guess, uh, the communication with us uh we really like uh, to have that interaction with our listeners and he is a listener of our of our show so that's great so i started off with this tweet uh or comment related to kyle dubas saying that the leafs aren't done and the way dubas said at the time guys that look at our situation they'll say i can go there for a year or two on a relatively low on relatively low dollars and the group would be a fit for me to have success and then parlay that into something greater, unquote. So my tweet said that it didn't have to be that way if Dubas would consider trading one of his one of his top forwards. And he disagreed with this, our um, at Prague Area MD. Um, but he also disagreed with my opinion that Justin Hall should be traded. So that was the last point that we had. So I I, I actually mentioned there that we talk about this on the show. So I, I wanted to uh, address it a little bit. So I actually went a little bit further and I looked up some, the stats actually on Justin Hall weren't, uh, to my surprise, they actually weren't too bad <laughs> overall. Um, but mm-hmm. in the end, to me, he's, he, he doesn't use his size enough, even though the stats show that he had like the highest number of hits, I guess, on the team last season, the regular season. But, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that was possible. I was like shocked you know, when I read thing, that. The thing with um, stats but, is that it's with him for sure. Yeah. It's the eye test, you know, and the thing about stats yeah. is that that it doesn't take into account uh, errors or things that happen in crucial moments. But continue. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And speaking of that, actually, in, it stuck in my mind and I actually watched it again in the playoffs. There was that game number four where we were leading the series with Tampa two games to one. And he had that brutal giveaway with like not even a minute into mm-hmm. the game. And it gave Tampa that, that was the brutal, it was seven to three, I think that lost the fourth game where they just basically, it looked like they didn't show up. They were happy mm-hmm. with the split. But I mean, and and even at the time, I remember talking to you, Sil, about it, like, because Lilligren played the first two games. And then I guess Sheldon Keefe at the time said that he thought Lilligren, it was like a man's game out there, I mm-hmm. guess, for the playoffs, the way he was kind of wording it. And that he, that Lilligren wasn't, showing that i guess but i don't know we thought he actually played pretty well yeah i i i thought he but played then, his game which and then, this is the thing this yeah. is the one thing where we did talk a little bit about coaching where we were concerned mm-hmm. that keith was a little bit you know going on too much about the the pushing and shoving and the 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 toughness aspect i i think that's always sort of their downfall they try to try to play a game that's not theirs and I don't I didn't see anything wrong with the way Lilligren was was playing cuz he played he's playing his game. I didn't yeah. see any huge mistakes. Yeah, and um yeah, no, exactly like yeah. glaring and that's the thing about Justin Hall. It's glaring mistakes. It's almost like Jake Gardner yeah. in a way, like when Mm-hmm. Right. Like that. When he makes a mistake, it's yeah. a big one and you notice it. So that's basically my reasoning behind trading him. But having said that, and we definitely ha- it will actually even us right out for the cap. But having said that, I actually read another article that made sense as well, that there's actually no rush to trade anyone right now no. because a lot can happen with with eight. There's eight ex- exhibition games that the Leafs are mm-hmm. going to have to play. Um, and we all know that injuries happen. So that's probably why it's been so quiet. I was thinking now, like Kyle Dubas is probably, he's probably going to wait until September. Oh, for sure. Possibly anyways, because he, because he has that time to figure it, to try and figure out, like to get cap compliant, basically. Yeah, so go ahead. And I, go ahead. and I, yeah, no, I just also think that it's time for us to give our young defense more opportunity because we have, to, obviously everybody knows Rasmus mm-hmm. Sandin is not signed either. Right. And we got to, like for I don't know how many years the Leafs have been the the management team has been promoting Rasmus Sandin yeah, as over the Lilligren. future for our defense. So <laughs> all this time, pretty much, yes, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I think yeah. So that's my that's yeah. my so point. I, you know, it's it's a, a whole thing. Is 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 with the Hall. It's and the whole reason why he's been here as long as he has been is is his value for the dollars, right? So. That's kind of kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. So unless they're going to be able to, so it will always come down to that with Dubis, unless they can find somebody that can play on the same value with the same value deal that Hall does and give, give us the same thing that he offers for that money, uh, especially being a right shot D, you know, that's what it's going to come down to. But I agree with you that there needs to be, uh, opportunity for for some of our our younger guys and and they do have to figure out what they're going to do with with Sandine and how that's going to fit whether they're going to like this is the part we don't know we don't know how far along the 
the curve they are with him, you know, playing the right side, for example, if he's willing to do that, if he wants to do that, um, you know, whether that's yeah. part of the negotiations yeah. uh, surrounding him at all. Um, I, I know that he has done that. He's done that with the Marlies in the past, but they haven't really been very committed to, you know, trying it out for an extended period. So like, I hope if that's the way they're thinking that all summer long, they've been, they've had somebody working with him on that so that he comes into camp ready to go um, on that side. Having said that, um, you know, like you said, there's still lots of time for them to make moves. And as far as being, you know, not compliant with the cap, there are a lot of teams that are in a lot more, dire straits with regards to that. Oh, so yeah. like for us, it's yeah. it's not going to take that many moves to get us under if they have to put, you know, certain people on waivers or whatever. Um, yeah. And like you said, there could be, there yeah. could be injuries yeah. also. So I, I think that they're going to, the wait and yeah. wait and see. Uh, I think that's why they, they always load up in this way uh, because they want to see how um, people mm-hmm. compete in um, training camp for those spots. So I think this year more yeah. than ever, it's going to yeah. be that situation. Right, so, yeah. So, so thank you uh, to at mm-hmm. Prague area MD again for that um, interaction with us. It was, uh, it was good. So I hope you understand <laughs> my point now. <laughs> Everybody has their own opinion, right? So, and it's good to have uh, your own thoughts and that. So we'll see how it goes. Definitely. Anyways, we'll see w- what happens. So, Moving on to what what yeah. moves the Leafs have made so far. Here are the players that are out of our lineup. So obviously Jack Campbell, Peter Mrazek, uh, Ilya Mikheyev, Ilya Labushkin, Andre Kasha, and Colin Blackwell uh, are all out. Um, and who has joined and, us? Um, I forgot. We did we forget somebody sorry, on that the list? one person that. Yeah, it was Jason Spezza. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's he's out, but he's <laughs> not really out. He's just not going to be on the ice. But he's not really okay. out. So, but yeah, he does exactly. need to be replaced so on, the, on the on the ice for sure. So, the players who are in and have joined the Leafs family: uh, Matt Murray, Ilya Samsonov, uh, Cali Yarncroc, uh, Nicholas Obey Kubel, Adam Godet, uh, Dennis Malgan, welcome back, uh, Jordy Ben, and Victor Mete. So, are you surprised at any of the names that were added or taken out? Yeah, I was actually surprised at Labushkin. First of all, that was I. I thought he, I thought he fit in well here. I thought he, for the short time he was here, and. Um, I don't know why, but and again, I guess it was to do with the money. Obviously, he got a little bit more from Buffalo because he went mm-hmm. across the border there down the QEW. And um, yeah, and so I, I thought he would return and it would have been nice to have something from that Nicky, Nick Ritchie. I was going to say Nicky Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Ritchie trade, um, but that blew up in our face there. But uh, anyhow, that was the one surprise that I that I thought. And then of the new guys... Maybe Dennis Malgan. I don't. I don't really understand why they brought him back. The only thing I could think of was for, like, for the Marlies for depth on there. Yeah. Um, although apparently he, he played, he played really well in Switzerland. Apparently mm-hmm. that's where he was playing and over in Europe. But yeah, I don't. I don't really understand that one. I think he's definitely, like you said, a depth signing for sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, as far as. Like, what about the goaltending situation, though? I mean, it just seems like so long ago, but we haven't really talked that much about it. Um, 
What about the goal well, goaltending? I mean, I I, is Matt- the shock worn off now? Is that it? <laughs> Yeah, I was still just trying to show my pissed off part because I was like, for at least 24 <laughs> hours, I was pissed off when I heard that. But um, well, actually, when I watched uh, the video like of Matt Murray afterwards with the media, mm-hmm. um, his his availability and um, I mean, I don't know. I hope it's a it's a risky move. We're always risky and in goal for whatever reason. Um, and it's that whole connection with um with the Sioux again, that mm-hmm. still kind of bothers me. And actually the main thing that bothered me really was the, I mean, obviously he is injury prone the last few years, but the main thing was the fact that we actually helped the Ottawa senators by taking 75% of the salary. Like, yeah, to me, that is still the number one thing that is, I'm just pissed off about. I don't think we should have done them a favor that way. And, um, yeah, but I hope it works out. Actually, it's the other guy um, that the other goaltender that I'm actually have a little bit of higher hopes for. But um, but that's in a little bit later in this in this segment. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, it might work out for Kyle Dubas. Who knows if it doesn't? Basically, this is his. This is his. Definitely his last kick at the can here. That's the swan yeah. song for sure. The last hurrah. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, yeah it's, I, I don't know. Like for me, though, like this is the one thing that sort of gives me hope. What I go back to is, is the last time I felt this way about the goaltender that they acquired in the offseason was when Curtis Joseph left the team to go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, really similar. Like he was so beloved here. And then he went to Detroit instead. And there was all the bad feelings between him and Pat Quinn at the time. Uh, there was all that speculation because he didn't he didn't get the starting job really with the the Olympic team, and then he decided to leave. And then they brought in Ed Belfour. And interestingly, I actually looked it up, and the that the year before he came to us, he didn't have the best stats. Uh, he had. A really, it's really similar uh, goals uh, goals against, and um, a very bad save percentage. It was under nine eight eight point nine five, and so we all thought he was kind of yeah. washed up at the time when yeah, the, he came in. Too. And yeah. and of course, you know, from from our Norris Trophy battles, we hated him. <laughs> Remember the the Belfour flop? How he used to flop yeah. all the time, and oh my god, it would drive the us Norris crazy. Division Norris battles. Division, yes. And um, <laughs> what did I say? Norris yeah. Trophy? I don't know. You said Norris Trophy. <laughs> it's close, but <laughs> anyway. Norris um, Division, yeah. You- but yeah, so I just remember being pretty down on on that pickup at the time. And so that worked out pretty well for us, I do recall, um, getting yeah, us yeah. to some conference finals at the time. So if the goal is making it uh, to, you know, a longer stretch into the playoffs, and it works out for us. I mean, it could be a really good thing, but it's definitely going to be something that is either going to really be great or horrible. I don't really see that being like too much in between yeah. there. Yeah. Are you surprised of any of the players who have left? Um, well, I guess a lot of I'm I'm not really because all of the players, mostly that left, were signed as sort of. Um, I guess, you know, fringe, you know, 
filler, you know, around yeah. our, our big guys, right? So, yeah. um, yeah. and Mikheyev for sure priced himself out. And so we weren't going to be able to re-sign him. Kasha, I guess a lot of people are surprised about, but I honestly think he's, he's, you know, he basically went for about the same amount of money that he was going to get here. So people wonder yeah. why he would go there. But I honestly think that he was just going to get a bigger opportunity there than here. So there's a lot of factors, not just money, that goes into these decisions. I just hope that they yeah. can manage his health, um, you know. Carolina, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. All right. So next question we have here. Of the players joining the team, who do you think could bring more than expected to the Leafs lineup? Hmm. More than expected? Yeah. Well. And this is this is where I have the goalie. Is it what we're hoping will happen or what will happen? I mean, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> I guess that 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 I'm interested to see how that um, Callie Yarncroc works out for us. I think that that could be a really good pickup. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is where this is where actually I thought of Sam. Mm -hmm. Samsonov, uh, yeah. Ilya Samsonov, because he's a twenty-five year old, twenty-five mm -hmm. years old goalie, and I don't know. I just thought he's. He, I guess we have a new um, what's mm -hmm. his name? Curtis Sanford, I guess, is our new yep. goaltending coach now. Um, and he, we got really he got really high praise from everyone, like because he came yeah. from the Vancouver Canucks organization. Apparently, he's fantastic there. He really worked. Um, they I guess they credit him Thatcher for Demko, that. I, I think is I one of his students. interesting how they always credit the coach for, for things that are great, but um, <laughs> when it's not, yeah. then it's the and, other way around. But yeah. um, exactly. But the Leafs too, uh, when, I, when you look at it, we basically have a better team defense, maybe mm -hmm. not best defense, but the team yeah. concept of defense is better than what the capitals mm -hmm. have according to what a lot of reports said. So when you look at it that way, if you have a better team defense concept, you hope that that's going to obviously, or it should help out the goalie. And I mean, cause he's, I know he was a first round. Yeah. Pick and that's too, like a huge, huge thing for right, a goalie to be picked in the first round. Doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the guy that I, um, think could bring no i agree yeah. i agree with that and he he only really had one bad year which was last year so yeah that's it's always interesting you know because i i remember when i i there's a course that i took in um must have been statistics course i guess that i took in university one time and i just remember the the professor at the time gave an analogy of of sports basically and he said that uh, it was talking about uh, baseball in particular, and he was talking about, you know, the the difference between, you know, a player who's who's coming off a career year versus a player who's coming off a really down year. Like that's neither of those are indicative of the the way the player plays. They're never going to ever be as good as their career year. And they're usually not as bad as their worst year. Right. So. I think that's what the Leafs are betting on, obviously, with both of these goaltender signings yeah. is that um, they really are. That's not really their, you know, happy medium as as a player. Right. So yeah. and Samsonov, he only he basically signed a one year deal. 
So it's kind of like a yeah. bet, so bet, he's got, bet on him to want to show yes. that Yes, and actually I, I read that uh, that's what Dubis said, that he was surprised about that too, that he actually chose to bet on himself right? as well. Yeah. He wanted the one-year deal yeah. for that reason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so obviously they like to make it exciting for us and stressful. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so further on from this though, because we were talking about the cap issues that we have coming up, um, is there really room in the lineup for all these signings, and where will they all fit in? I mean, the goaltenders, obviously, that's an easy, easy, easy slots. Yeah. But but that's everybody fine. else, <laughs> it's exactly. two for two, basically, yeah. two in, two out, sort of. But I mean, I went basically the way I did it was I just went through. The lines basically. I I see obviously the number one line mm-hmm. still being the same: Matthews, mm-hmm. Marner, and Bunting. And then I had obviously Tavares and Nylander together again. <laughs> same same thing. Um, and I put Robertson in there. I mean that Nick Robertson we haven't mentioned. He hasn't been part of the conversation yet, and he's not in this group of players who are in. But they got to give him the opportunity, and he's not he's not a fourth liner, so he has to be in the top six. No, definitely. But, uh, he's got to play top six minutes for sure. Yeah. And that means what happens to Alexander Kerfoot, right? So that's mm-hmm. another question altogether. But I had that Callie Yarncrock. I had him on the third line as the winger with mm-hmm. David Camp and Pierre Engvall, who just signed a one-year deal for just over $2 million as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting with Engvall, actually, because I think... Uh, Sheldon Keefe is going to have to rein him in again because he's like talking about in his media availability after he signed, he was talking about scoring more goals. And it's like, Mm -hmm. we're, I mean, yes, the third line, we need production from that line, but that's not really what we need you for scoring goals. (laughs) Do you think that they're (laughs) going to, do you you think they're going to use him up like between uh, third and fourth again, though, like kind of depending on the game or on where he is in his game? Probably. I mean, Sheldon Keefe, he mixes everything up, too, until yeah. he... I mean, it yeah, would be nice by, to have us... With a, that, too, he could end up playing line, uh, higher up, too, potentially, as well. Yes. Depending. And I have heard that, too, mm-hmm. that he might actually get a chance with Nylander and Tavares. Right. But I don't know about that. And then on the on the fourth line, this is the one I had a problem with. So I had that Nicholas Obey-Kubel. Mm-hmm. Him, actually, what I read about him, I'm actually excited about him because mm-hmm. he's he's 5'11", 187 pounds, but apparently he's like, he's very physical in his game. And I he's heard really he's, tena- he's very bunt- bunting-like. Yes, tenacious, sort of yes. like right on top of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I'm actually interested in, there was, who I forget who it was, but apparently he's taken out a couple of players in a, in a nonchalant way he's in he's injured players but it wasn't really it's like he got out of the way at a, at a good moment mm-hmm. um and then the other player ended up getting injured mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yeah um so i'm i have him on the right wing but then i was like i was looking at all these other possibilities like adam godet dennis mm-hmm. malgan um I, I don't see jordy ben and victor mete i i see both of them as um depth for the Marlies, but they have to, I know Victor Mete has to go through uh, waivers mm-hmm. as well. So that's the other thing you got to be 
thinking about here is that totally as as we go like there's waivers to consider too right so some of these mm-hmm. players are going to get taken probably when because they always do when it's leaves or when it's coming from the leaves <laughs> i know yeah, yeah but, but i mean I I honestly i think they planned for that too like i i yeah i think that this is in the back of their minds when they pick up half these guys that they are automatically already thinking of who are they going to potentially leave unprotected for these for these things right you know? yeah or want to send down to the exactly. Marlies. yeah autumn and adam godet is is one of those guys i mean he could make it for the fourth line mm-hmm. but then he could also he could also be on the marlies because then they they have um like joey anderson they're trying to right. promote him a lot too as a yeah. player to to come up on the team so that's why these other guys and Dennis Malgan, I definitely think is going to be on the Marlies, but um, I'm just not sure who's going to play center on the fourth line and the other wing. Those are the ones that are up in the air for me. And you, yeah, you need like that fourth. And then what that about fourth line just needs to be like an energy line. And that it, that's why it's so important. Well, which begs the question then, like, are they like, have they already talked to Simmons about burying his deal? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, what yeah. kind of energy are you going to get from a guy that's, you know, dramatically slowing down? Um, I yeah. mean, I think he's definitely still got the passion and he, he you know, he wants to to do a lot better, but that's not always enough at this stage of the game, right? And then there's Kyle Clifford also. Um, yeah, like the two veteran players, basically. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be tough ones to to make a decision on but um like you said they're they're slower now and they're they're just not making that impact on the ice let's let's say that we need Mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah so that's basically how we thought about what i thought of it we'll have to to wait and see like we and um there's still a lot of questions and at least one maybe two two more moves for Kyle Dubas to make before the start of the regular season, which begins October 12th on the road in Montreal. So no doubt a lot of Leaf fans will be making that trip to the Pell Center. And now we're going to give a few suggestions on road trips you might want to consider for this upcoming season. That's right. So for this round of On the Road with Chris and Sill, um, we've missed doing our segment uh, on the road with Chris and Sill. Now that now that traveling is back and the schedule is out, we thought we it would be a good time to start off with our recommendations for a road trip. So, Chris, what's uh, what's the first uh, destination on your list? All right, you're gonna have a good laugh at this, but so I chose mm-hmm. Boston. Uh, not the fact that I chose Boston. That's not funny, but you'll just wait a minute or so, and I'll let you know because I had no idea about this, but. They're playing the Bruins January 14th. It's a Saturday night, so that's an easy one to, I guess, arrange for flight, hotel, go for a nice little weekend trip. The only thing is the weather. Hopefully, it's winter in Boston and they don't get one of those nasty storms because they can. Um, but it's original six team. And I actually thought to myself, too, for us in particular, like we've seen, I guess we've seen four teams, right? Because we've seen Montreal. We've been to Montreal several times. Chicago, uh-huh. Detroit. Oh, no. So three, Montreal, Detroit, Chicago, and there's Boston, New York. Who's the sixth one? Oh, God. Montreal, Chicago. I'm losing it here. the original six? Yes, I'm losing it. Original six you're talking about? Yes. Oh. Isn't it us? It's us. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're going to play against each other. 
Wow. Okay, no, <laughs> that's not what I was meaning. Oh, that's a good blooper one there. All right. Um, anyways, okay, moving on. There's the recent history to the two teams. So obviously we all know about that. But the thing that I didn't know uh, about Boston was that they're famous for beans. Oh, you didn't Did you know, know that? that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, well, why do they call it Bean Town? I thought to myself, right, because it's like Bean Town. <laughs> That's the thing that I thought that is so. Dumb yeah, they have that. a special recipe: Boston yeah, baked beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I thought was that was famous for, which it is also famous for, is mm. Boston cream pie. That's right. That's they, they're thought. famous for a lot of things. Also, also Boston uh, chowder. Yes, yeah. Clam, the clam chowder. chowder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even though I don't like seafood type stuff, but no. I hear that it's good <laughs> uh, if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I could I could go for some Boston baked beans. I like beans. Yeah, no, so could mm. I. Oh, my God. I still can't believe I did that original <laughs> six thing. That is funnier than the uh, than the Boston beans. But anyways, yeah. So that's my first pick on for a road trip for our listeners. What's your yeah. first pick? Well, my first pick actually is a little bit earlier in the season, and I picked um, uh, Pittsburgh versus Pittsburgh uh, in Pittsburgh on November 26th. I did take into account the the whole travel situation right now still, um, because, you know, going through airports, probably still kind of a nightmare. And if you're just going to go away for a weekend... Maybe you want to take it a little easier. So I tried to pick places that you could drive through without, you know, spending like a whole day in the car. So Pittsburgh obviously is a great destination for that. It's only really about a five hour drive or so. November 26th, um, the way climate change is working, November is been pretty decent weather wise. So I think you could get by with driving without too much difficulty. And yeah. another reason that I thought of it is is just because the the opportunities to see Sid uh, play in his home rink um, are going to be less and less. So uh, given that it's it's a Saturday, I thought that's a good uh, opportunity to go down there, and it's not far from Grove City. So if people like outlet shopping, that's a great outlet yeah. to go and uh, stock up on some stuff. And uh, bring home. Yeah, that would be, that would be a good, I think that would be around the American Thanksgiving, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. So it'd be, that's like, you could go for Black Friday at uh, Grove City (laughs) and then go to the game on Saturday. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and also too, Pittsburgh is such a great sports town. Like, 100%. All kinds of the sports teams. Like, they're really, they're really into it. Like, when you go, I mean, I've been to Grove City yeah. only the one time, but everybody, they're always, they're always, all their restaurants and everything, they're it's just outside of Pittsburgh yeah. and, and they're all focused on tons of Steeler fans. Maybe the Steelers yeah. or, yeah. Or yeah. The, uh, I'll, or the, I'll never I forget, like to... everywhere you go, people are wearing jerseys. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And the other city that I'm picking for the second road trip is Vancouver. Vancouver Canucks, March the 4th. It's a Saturday night again, Hockey Night in Canada. And we know the Canucks fans just love us. That's why I picked them. Mm -hmm. So we could go on a Saturday night and just take over Rogers Arena and, yeah, and just 
it's just because of that, because I, I really don't understand. They're just jealous, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, but because that we travel so well, Leafs Nation. They have calmed down but, a little um, bit, though, over the years. And I do find that the Oilers fans are now taking over a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that might be because they're really um, the Oilers. They're really the Edmonton Leafs over there now. So maybe that's why they're <laughs> yeah. they're just, you know, getting a little bit more bitter. And there's always the, the McDavid Matthews things. Yeah. But yeah, typically uh, Vancouver... Uh, has no love for for Leafs or Leaf fans, so yeah, mm-hmm. yes, that yeah, would be fun. Be, it may be difficult, yeah, it may be difficult though to get a ticket in any Canadian market when the Leafs go yes, there. It's tough. It's it's tough to get a ticket, so you'd have to plan early for that one. But on a positive, like Vancouver is a very beautiful city. I've been there before in the summertime, and um, and I mean March. I think the weather is going to. It might be rainy, I guess, but it'll be much. Much warmer than Toronto, let's just say. Um, and yeah, so that was my second pick. And you could see, obviously, Ilya Mikheyev in his re- in his uh, new hometown, I guess. See how uh, how he's doing out there. The I would man. say too that as as nasty as the as the fans can be towards uh, Leaf fans, uh, I would still say that the people there are lovely. Like they are so friendly and so nice. Uh, I don't like I've very rare to go to a city uh, in North America very often where you just walk down the street and people will smile at you and say hello. Um, If you're even looking like you want to cross the street, not at a crosswalk, all the traffic will stop for you uh, to let you cross. Like people are very kind Mm -hmm. and polite and friendly. Um, I find there. Yeah. So it's it's definitely yeah, a nice place to go and really, really excellent, excellent restaurants. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a different well. vibe there for for a, for a big for city. Sure. Yeah, it's very it's a very beautiful city. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I enjoyed it when I went. Yes. And in like from everywhere you stand, you can see the mountains and yeah. then you look to look to the other side and you see the ocean. So that's definitely, you know, something that you don't get everywhere also. So yeah. Um, that would be an awesome pick, yeah. and we have not been there yet. No. So, so you um, know. what's your uh, next one for me? Yeah, my last pick is uh, Carolina, uh, March twenty fifth. Uh, this again is it could be a little sketchy for part of the drive, but you know, once you hit a certain spot, uh, you're going to be getting it's a little going to be a little bit more springtime uh, down there. And I've just always heard that this is a really fun place to see a game. And obviously we know, we know the jerks, we know the fans, you know, get behind them. Um, I just think that it would be uh, a definitely a fun trip. And of course, uh, we like our, uh, our barbecue mm-hmm. wherever we yeah. go, right? So we would like to try the Carolina barbecue. And uh, yeah, so that's definitely a spot. I, I mean, I would honestly say even better if we play them in the playoffs mm-hmm. in the second round, that would be, you know, that was on our, our, you know, bucket list that we wanted to, we were hoping yeah. for, which didn't materialize this year. So even better to go for the playoffs, I think, because the weather would be that much nicer, but it's, it's, it's beautiful down there. It's really similar to here as far yeah. as uh, how it looks, you know, with the big trees and it's very lush and, and not quite tropical yet. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to yeah, see. Yeah, remember there. we did kind of. It was a few years back. We investigated to actually go there for a game on a on a road trip, mm-hmm. and um, I remember when we were looking. Like apparently, there's a hotel right across the street that from the arena. That's fantastic. It's very close, and um, so for our listeners, if you do plan on going down there, um, check that out. I. I forgot the name of the hotel but apparently there's not too many in that vicinity so and but apparently it's really good it's not that expensive so um that was one thing and yeah we'll we'll try to look that up and uh we'll try to look that up and put it in our notes yeah, yeah. and for um, you guys. and then the other thing is of course you get to see our old friend freddie <laughs> in there mm-hmm. poor freddie yeah hopefully he'll be he'll feeling <laughs> back uh, back into better then. health i don't know he has and, he hasn't uh, been around like even with like Matthews has been a little bit on social media uh, with his dog and everything mm-hmm. and they're best buddies. So I don't know. And um, the other thing too, I saw, this is not on the, uh, on the trail of road trips, but I saw Mitch, he's going to be getting married, I guess, within the next week or so. So I would think a lot of. Uh, no, I thought it was next no. year. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was next year. I saw on the cookie 2023. Oh, really? Oh. On so his, what are they uh, having? his engagement. I think they, I think they had an engagement party because they couldn't have one, like a real one, because of COVID. Oh, is this an engagement year. party that they had? So the, this was an engagement party. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. I was confused. Yeah. I thought it was like a pre-wedding party thing. Yes. Like, uh, anyways. All right. No, no. It's, it's well, it is technically yeah. but a year. <laughs> but ahead, not really so. <laughs> in that way. Yeah. All right. I get it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to Carolina, definitely... Um, I guess, aren't they making a movie, that David Ayers thing? They're making a movie about that, aren't they? I think they are. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you might see David Ayers down there, too. Who anyway. knows? Because he's their best friend down there now. So <laughs> that's another that's right. highlight there. So so the Leafs had a pretty good road, road record last season, going 23-13-5. But it could be a lot different this season versus teams in the Atlantic Division. Which brings us to what we're going to talk about in our segment of the third period. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting. There's um, so far, there's been a lot of player movement this off season, and we're still f- obviously still expecting a few moves to be made by many teams, just because they need to get on work under the rules of the NHL salary cap. And we all know division games are most important, so that's why we chose to focus on the Atlantic Division. So, first off, Sil, who do you think made the biggest improvement so far in their deals or signings made in the of the teams in the Atlantic? Well, I think, you know, to me, it's kind of a bit of a tie, but I, I'm going to go with, with Detroit. Uh, I find Steve Eiserman is, is sneaky good at, uh, bringing in just the right people. And, um, you know what I heard? I'm going to interrupt you before you go on. You uh-huh. know what I heard someone call him though? He called what? him the Iser plan. <laughs> that's interesting so yeah so go yeah, on definitely uh yeah so that he's he's got the Iser plan we have the shanna plan interesting they yeah. were teammates on those stanley yeah. cup uh winning uh winning teams so um but uh i uh i think that he they brought in some really good players and like in particular you know, some guys that we would have loved to have, like David, David Perron, for example. Um, and I'm not sure that the Ben Sherratt signing is 
really that much of an ad, but uh, the other part, the other one that was really, really a great signing was um, bringing Cop in, and he yeah, Andrew is, Cop, yeah, yeah, Andrew Cop, yeah. and he is a hometown guy, so he he's kind of doing what the Leafs kind of like to do, um, and bringing in a hometown guy who he's a former Wolverine, he's an Ann Arbor native. Um, yeah, I think that that was uh, a great signing for them. Yeah, yeah, and they they're, they're always they hard. The, uh, yes, yes, they got that really Huso. That's really Huso. He's yeah. I mean, he's still obviously he doesn't have that much. Any? No, he's on first year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, was that his first year in St. Louis? Like as like no, I think behind? he was a backup before that too, but he just didn't yeah. play as much. Okay. Um, okay. but yeah, he's, he's an unproven guy still. So yeah. that's why I didn't really think that like it, that could be great for him, for them, but it also could, could not. So similar to the way things are for, for us, except that he's yeah. got it coming off of a better season, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I yeah. find that we always have trouble against Detroit anyways, they always give us a really tough game. So it's just going to be even tougher this season. Well, it's funny because that you say that because when I look at all these three teams, basically, I'm not including the halves because they're, they're going for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Yes, that's right. They're Mm -hmm. definitely, they're not even mentioned anywhere in my notes. (laughs) No. So if any have fans are listening out there, Basically, we've kind of written you off. Um, so there you go. Um, we're just talking about the Sabres, the Red Wings, and the Senators. That's basically who we're talking about. And um, I mean, I actually picked as to who made the biggest improvement so far. It is, to me, a toss-up between the Red Wings and the Senators. Yeah, um, I know. I, I right. knew that if I picked one, you're picking the other. So, yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, if you yeah. look at it, though, too, I could not believe it. Like, they were... The Sabres, I, I couldn't believe, actually had the most points out of the three teams. They had 75 points. The Red mm-hmm. Wings had 74 points. And the Senators last year had 73 points. Mm-hmm. So they're all pretty much even, let's just say, from last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think the the Senators, obviously, they've they made the – and we helped them out, of course, by with the salary yes. thing and not, um, not getting, like, even another – player let's just say or something uh out of that deal but anyways we won't go on about that um, but they had alex debrinket which was a total steal like, coup or however steal whatever mm-hmm. you want to say it from the chicago blackhawks who are also basically going to looks like tank it's and gonna be it's, it's gonna, gonna be a, be a fight battle. between montreal <laughs> yeah between the two original six teams basically that's right as to who gets next year's first round draft pick but um first overall but uh yeah they got Claude Giroux which I was interested in that he actually signed there like I don't know I know it's his hometown or close to his hometown but um Mm -hmm. I just thought like he wanted to win the Stanley Cup there's no like they're not winning no cup next year that's for sure no Um, and that's but I think he must believe in in what they're doing there and um I think that maybe he thinks that he's kind of the leadership piece you know, like, you know, like the Lisa oh, yeah. brought yeah. in that uh, sure. can, can really help, um, mold those, their young players. They've got incredible young players. 
Now, the only yeah. thing is, too, is that we, we didn't get into too much of the, the whole Hockey Canada situation, but a couple of their players were on that team. And so we have no idea oh, what's really? going to oh, yeah? happen there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, for that 2018 team. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I only heard the players that have spoken out so far to say that yeah. they Batherson don't know anything about it. Yeah, Batherson and Formentin are both two of their better oh, young okay. players were on yeah. that team. Oh, so okay. I don't know how, if that is going to have any effect as far as like their development this year. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 You know, that's another thing. That but, kind of um, stuff can weigh on a person, right? So oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, sh- it should too. Yeah, and it should. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's basically a toss up between the centers and the mm-hmm. Red Wings, basically, in my opinion, as to who could, um, who could, who made the best, uh, improvements so far. And that's so far because there's still lots, um, lot, lot, lots of moves to make still, uh, for a mm-hmm. lot of teams. And, um, yeah, so who should the Leafs be most concerned about? Hmm. Like team wise? We're talking here. Who should we like in yeah. our in our division in the Atlantic? Yeah, proper. Who should we be most concerned yeah. about? Yeah. Oh gosh, that's toughy. I actually think it still could be uh, Florida, even though they've you know they've they've basically pivoted, but um, but I still think that that is that they're still going to come back strong. Mm -hmm. And now they've got an interesting new factor in the, in signing uh, Kachuk. So they're going to be a little bit a different team to play against. So they have, they got something that we've been trying to get, right? Because all by all accounts, they play a really similar game to us and they're just as, as they're often as risky as we are. And in both of our exits, um, showed in the playoffs as well. So, um, yeah, I, that's basically the team that I think that it's, it's going to be interesting to see how those matchups look. And I, I actually did not really look at the schedule because they always put our games against them towards the end. And I don't know if we have too many games against them at the beginning of the season this year, but, um, I'll be interested to see that. And how that rolls out. Right. And I was just looking it up mm-hmm. because I just remembered that Paul Maurice is going to be their coach this yes, year. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So that's so another factor. It's going to be mm-hmm. some. Yeah. Yes. One of Sill's favorite coaches. Yes. I do. Formerly love Paul coach Maurice. Too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's a great quote. Yeah. So that's actually, we're going to probably yes. be hearing more of his quotes this year, which is, which is always fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, for me, I was, I was thinking the same yeah. actually, okay. but it's still going to, it's going to be Florida, Florida, because, um, I mean, Tampa's right there too, but yeah, for sure, because they're pissed off that they, mm-hmm. that they didn't win the cup this year, obviously that Colorado did. Yeah. And they always, um, they have but, great uh, players, but you know, they are getting, that team is getting a little older. That team is like yeah. even harder up against the cap than we are. And it's, I think, getting harder and harder for them to kind of fill the team out, you know, along the periphery. Um, so I, I, I don't know how much longer they can sustain that, you know, uh, but I think they're still going to be up there. Yeah. 
no matter what. Yeah. All right. And we missed one question in between. Oh, did we? I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes. The question of, of the, the four teams who didn't make the playoffs, who could make it close uh, to getting in this season. So I, I think that, you know, we yeah. talked about a couple of them, but I, I think Ottawa could be the sleeper there. Yeah. I looked it up actually because I guess the final playoff spot in the Atlantic, it was Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing. They just keep like, they're like Bergeron and um, Krejci apparently is possibly coming back, mm-hmm. but they're still not signed. No, I know. Like, they like- actually haven't signed a contract. It's uh, and they really haven't done much. No, I don't, I don't know <laughs> like what I they're waiting for. Them. I think they're just waiting for all the chips to kind of fall, and then they're they'll you know see if they can fit those guys in still. And that's probably what they're waiting for because I think both of those guys want to oh, come back, and they're just waiting to see yeah. what their salary is. They don't want to give them the salary until they know exactly how much they can still give them because both of those guys probably yeah. don't want to play anywhere else and they'll take whatever, but they want to give them as yeah. much as they possibly yeah. can also. So they don't want to just sign them for a league minimum probably. Right. Yeah. To be fair to them basically, but yeah, they had 107 points mm-hmm. last year. So there was a difference of 32 points between let's say the Boston Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres, like they Buffalo had this. That's true. So that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if one of those teams were going to do it, I actually say it's the Red Wings. Oh yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, either or like either of them uh, yeah. can do it. Mind you, yeah. I would say you could be right on that because uh, Detroit also has some guys that are in that tier that are just a little bit older you know, the, the best players yeah. that Ottawa has are still quite young, but they've got, you know, Detroit yeah. has some guys that are kind of in that middle tier, um, you know, in that 26 yeah. to 29 age group uh, that, you know, probably yeah. could push. And they have obviously more. now they have the Calder Trophy winner. They have the on defense. They have the Moritz Sider mm-hmm. and uh, who won the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. And um and they have uh, like Dylan Larkin, obviously, yeah. is their be- one of their best players. He's their captain. And there's another another young guy, though. He was younger. He's He could have been considered for Rookie of the Year, too. But it's so oh, my mind. Yeah, he's I know. But oh, gosh. What's his he's name? He's a forward. They were yeah. really high on him. He played really well last year. But um, maybe I'll look this up, too, while we're talking. But... <laughs> But Detroit Red Wings roster. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm picking the Red Wings to possibly make it. I mean, when you look at those three teams too, and we'll stick the Habs in here. We've kind of ignored them the whole time, which we said we would. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, <laughs> the when the Leafs play any of those teams, for whatever reason, we never show up. No, or I know. We always make it close. We make it close. So if like with these um, teams now that they've made such improvements, like we need to be like when we play these teams, we need to be on the ball, like ready at the drop of the puck. We can't be yeah, screwing around. We can't uh, be sleeping through these games. <laughs> no, for sure. No, no, I mean, we, we shouldn't have been, but we did before either. <laughs> and we gave but, away points. But now uh, these, these teams are yeah. going to be putting together more wins is, is the, the difference is that is, is one thing to be losing to these teams and they're, filling out the bottom of the league. That's fine. But they're not going to do that this year. They're going to be putting together more wins. And that is going to definitely have an impact on where we finish in the standings. 
Yeah, they have uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Yes. And they have Lucas That's Raymond right. Lucas is the young Raymond, guy yeah. that I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the guy that I was thinking of. So they're they're going to be a <laughs> tough, tough uh, team to play mm-hmm. against. So uh, I know I, I have a friend that's a Red Wings fan. He'll be very impressed by my knowledge of the Red Wings <laughs> <laughs> when he listens to this show. Well, you know, we do <laughs> the research when we have to, right? So yeah. anyway, yeah. so we're only about six weeks from the start of training camp, which, gosh, I can hardly wait. Uh, so we're not that far away, yeah. and a lot still has to happen over the next few weeks for teams to get under the cap and get their final rosters set for opening night. So for the Leafs, a couple of key items in the coming weeks and going into training camp is to get the defense sorted out. And once we get to training camp, will a couple of the Marlies players push for permanent roster spots, like, say, Robertson or Joey Anderson? Yeah, and we'll have it all covered for you and to keep you informed. Um, and if anything big happens from now until September, September, we'll definitely be having a bonus episode. Otherwise, you can stay up to date by following us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And we are also on YouTube. So check us out there. And also visit our website, ladiestalkingleafs.com. And another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation you make goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. You can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. Yeah, and um, we thank you, or we, we uh, thank you to our healthcare workers and our first responders for everything that they do and continue to do um, to keep us safe and healthy. That's right, and of course, don't forget you can find us now on the Believe Network. Yeah, and for now, go Leaves, go! Go Leaves, go! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.